Hey guys, welcome to Love and Meets with the one and only Saigen Yalshin. Yes, he was on the show. What a story. He arrived to Dubai when he was 24 with a backpack. He started a little company called Sucre.com. It was acquired by Sucre.com, which eventually in a hundreds of millions of dollar deal was acquired by Amazon.com. And that was just the start of his journey. And if you're an entrepreneur, the amount of tips he shared and he's just like a business should be solving problems. So if you are looking to start up or if you're looking to grow, expand, change. This was probably one of our most insightful and inspirational podcasts. Please take a listen. Welcome back to the Love in Dubai show. What a show we have in store for you right now. With us today is one of the UAE's most successful entrepreneurs. His company weighed $1.1 million in its first eight weeks of operations. He's the founder and CEO of Sucre.com, which was acquired by Sucre.com and then by Amazon. And he has established sellanycar.com and sellanyhome.com. Welcome to the show. Saigon Yelchin, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how this whole journey started. Okay, so where do I start? I started back in Germany. I was born and raised there. And then I studied there and in the US and Mexico. And I kind of said, okay, I should do something with my life. So I moved to Dubai just after graduating by the age of 24. I came here with a backpack. That's what I always been saying. I had literally nothing. And then I had an idea though. I sat in a restaurant with free Wi-Fi here in Barsha. And yeah, it took about six to nine months until we raised the money and we started the first and then later the largest fashion store online and then uh, yeah as you said it became now ultimately it became amazon with the merger with soup.com how did that feel going from backpack barsha connecting to an internet there to being partner of a company with 3,000 people what was that like for you personally i don't really know how i felt like It is something, usually people ask me, okay, so did you know that this is going to be successful? Did you know that you're going to be here for a decade? I didn't have time to think about all the future. I was just thinking, I was in the moment. So I had to really think about that day and the task I had to finish. And that kind of flew. I mean, people who moved to Dubai, they might uh, confirm this. Usually the first six months are the most difficult to kind of, get to know people, to get your social. And the people who survived the first six months, I mean, survive in terms of they don't want to leave, they have another milestone, that's the two-year milestone. And if you can't, then you st- you're here. So basically what I'm saying is um, Dubai is a land of opportunity. So you can, you can really build your legacy here. You can come here and just, have, just do tourism and have fun. but then you'll be flushed out. I think this is a city where people really want to achieve something and get go be a go-getter and actually achieve their vision. If you just come here to have fun, I think there's, you know, that's just going to the city's going to rotate you out. Mm-hmm. 100% um, and also have you seen the movie Bezos? Uh, what movie? the movie Bezos? No, I no. Haven't. So it's about just like how Amazon started and like the story of Jeff, like just uh, uh, from the inception of the idea to creating it. So do you feel like you you somewhere relate to Amazon as uh, um, uh, Jeff Bezos and like the creation there? Uh, look, I I don't like to compare myself. He is on a whole different level. But mm-hmm. I think what I like about him and learned from him is the customer obsession. I think it's very important to focus on your customer. I think. 
like within the team, kind of everybody ultimately reports to me, but then I report to the customer. So I don't kind of say like I'm the boss. The customer usually is the one who decides if we're successful. I think that's what I've learned from him. Also, his day one mentality I like a lot. We we just I, by the way we're turning ten years on Friday. Sellanycar.com. Oh, yeah. So we we're celebrating our ten year anniversary, and till today I still say we are a startup. I say we don't lose the flexibility, the mentality a startup has, because that is really what Jeff Bezos would say, the day one mentality. And it's very important. Speaking of that, that kind of means like an all-in 24-7 mentality, because that's what startup is about. What do you, where do you sit on the work-life balance conversation? Uh, look, don't take me as a good example there. I literally have this all-in mentality and a no-limit mentality, so I am all-in on my work. I, I actually... Literally this year, I slept almost three months in the office without kind of going back home. And it is something which, I don't know, I wouldn't say you should copy me, but I'm obsessed with business and all I do is business. I work, literally I'm available 24-7. I haven't taken a day off in a decade. And if I would take a day off, I think I would feel like that's that's work. Um. <laughs> Okay, I mean, like when the drive and passion is that strong, of course, like you just want to give it your all completely. Uh, so I don't think the four-day work week is for you. What's that? Four-day work week. Like right now, we had a five-day work week. Sharjah shifted to a four-day work week. It's That's where the world wants to shift. Nationally, uh, for, oh, yeah. I mean, look, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. I don't, I don't think that would be something for me or for my team. I am actually also not a proponent of work from home. I think there's some kind of energy that gets transmitted within the team, sitting in the same room and kind of being human. I mean, if you tell me that your human energy doesn't matter, then I would say you're at risk of being replaced by robots. That's so interesting. Yeah. You said you're coming into 10 years of Selene Carr, which yeah. is incredible. Um, you must have taken some risks to get to this point. Uh, can you describe your biggest? <sighs> risks. I mean, there are four types of risk, right? Team risk, market risk, financing risk, and product risk. I think we took all of them. In the beginning, obviously, the financing risk was before we turned profitable. The financing risk is heavy. Generally, look, there's always the risk of being not enough of an innovator, right? I'm not saying an inventor, because we haven't invented car trade. What, we have, what we've done is we've, we took the car trade and said, how should it work, not how does it work, and then became innovative within the business model. So I think one of the most important things is, what I always say is the unknown unknowns. So stuff you can't really prepare for because you don't know that you don't know. So for that, the remedy is being agile and being innovative. So always coming up with new ideas and changing constantly so you don't become that non-changing, deprecated business that you're always at risk of. That's so interesting. And uh, also sell any cars. We've used that platform so many times One to like, sell one of our cars back in COVID. And it wasn't the great time for business, right? COVID period. So can you yeah. just tell us a little bit about that time frame and like yeah. how the business or has it bounced back since? Yeah, of course. I mean, 
I remember the lockdown and for two weeks it was illegal to leave the house, like literally. In those two weeks we still bought and sold cars, mm. but we couldn't do the title transfers. And we have done that because we had already built remote selling. So the, basically you could sell your car from your phone. What we couldn't do is we could technically not own the car until the tra traffic authorities reopened. But I think in those two weeks, we had 100% market share because nobody else was buying and selling cars. What we did is we piled up all the deals and when they reopened, we then did the transactions. Why I'm saying this is because even then we didn't have a crystal ball. We didn't know that this would happen. But we were in innovative and we said, well, maybe one day social distancing or physical distancing would be required. But we built it for something else. We said it's very convenient to sell from home. And now we offer home inspections and selling So from COVID home. didn't really impact your business all that much? It did. For two weeks, we couldn't kind of register the transactions, but that it was a V-shaped a recovery. No, with all of everyone wanting to sell their cars during yes. COVID, was, did you have like an influx of used cars and not that many, like any buyers wanting to buy those cars? So it was an interesting curve. So when I look at the curve, obviously... We were growing, then COVID hit, and we had a deep dive, mm. and then we had a V-shaped recovery, and then it was a boom. For some reason, cars became more valuable, used cars, because there was a shortage. Usually, it came from the new car shortage, so people were switching to used cars. You might remember the chip shortage, and then the new cars couldn't get delivered, so people were actually buying used cars, and then the used cars were in demand, so the prices went up. And then we had a rebound, so it basically then kind of cooled down again. And again, and now we are normal. So we're in normal growth rates. And when did sellanyhome.com come into the play? So sellanyhome.com was a short stint. It was just for us to see if it would work in real estate as well. But I don't think our business model works in real estate. So we kind of just did a short test and stopped it. Interesting that you say that you did a short test and stopped it. Um, that was probably a good move. But uh, you mentioned people coming here for six months and if they stay, they'll last two years. Mm -hmm. What are, when you look at other entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've had a lot of conversations, what are the common mistakes that entrepreneurs maybe coming to Dubai might make? So first of all, if you come in as an entrepreneur, that's already great. Because most people come here just as tourists, right? And then they check it out and they say, oh, this is a beautiful place, like a theme park. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that. Right. You can have it as a theme park, but your life in Dubai is real. It's not a theme park. You actually have to add value to the city. You have to see what you can build for yourself. The city is not going to serve you for nothing. So if you come here to just have fun, then stay as a tourist and leave. But if you really want to build something, this is the place to build your legacy. And I have said this. for over a decade that this place is a land of opportunity where you can build something because the city itself is a startup. If you look at it, it adjusts so fast, right? It learns from other markets and then avoids the mistakes, takes the best of it and is innovative. So I like that a lot. So it's good to be an entrepreneur here because mm -hmm. I've been an entrepreneur in several countries, right? I can compare. I know where bureaucracy is a headache. I know where um, tax systems are really against entrepreneurs. Um, I also know that the speed of responsiveness the government has to certain shortcomings is super important. And here I can literally go to the uh, Department of um, Economy or I can talk to the 
people in charge of, of laws and say, I think we should relook into this and maybe you should take our feedback. And they do take our feedback. This is very important. And the amazing part is then it gets implemented fast. I mean, what's the point of telling somebody that this doesn't really work and it takes five years to implement, right? So this is the place if you want to build your business. But it's, it's not, as I said, I see a lot of people come here and say, I'll do a bit of business and I'll have 18 hours of fun. No, unless you're already rich. Oh, yeah, very seldom cases we find that. Um, But I want to ask, like, you've had such a trajectory, right? Like, you've started a business which got acquired, and you started another business and other vertical. So how important is it to keep evolving? You've you've mentioned that, but I just want to, like, know your proper thoughts on changing, evolving, and, like, always uh, going and looking for something next and not just stopping there. So, uh, well... When I start businesses, I usually look at big addressable markets. So, and big problems in markets. Because as a small secret to everybody here, a business solves a problem. And if it doesn't solve a problem in the market, it dies. So, look at big problems, big pain points in the market. So, when I came here, it was e-commerce, fashion online, kind of people told me, I'm talking 2009, right? People will never buy clothes online I said well they will no there's a you know sizing issue today it's normal right mm-hmm. if you think about it but how many times did I hear no way this is a place with malls people only go to malls they will never buy online well not true <laughs> same thing with cars when I tried to sell my car 10 years ago it was a headache right it just it was risky you it took two months you never got a fair price and I said, no, you should build a company that promises to buy any car in 30 minutes. So sell any car was born. And so this is how I look at building businesses. I, I, I'm not jumping from one business to another. If you look at it, I actually started with e-commerce and fashion as a vertical, but then it became multi-vertical, horizontal business. And then we moved into automotive. And within automotive, we stay innovative. I don't know what's the next. I mean... Yeah, give us some business ideas. <laughs> yeah. We'll take some notes here. <laughs> I do invest in other entrepreneurs. I don't necessarily start every week another business. Mm-hmm. I invest into other entrepreneurs. And that's one of the great things, right? To see others grow. I, I call this the social lift, right? Because I had a social lift. I had people believing in me. I had mentors. I had business angels who took me out of university pretty much and said, Uh, you have nothing, but you have the fire in your eyes and you have, you know, the willingness to achieve something. And that's what I can give back now. I think this is an amazing thing to do. Finding people who believe in you is just a full game changer. Yeah, but they do once you believe in yourself. I Look, it's one of the most cliche sentences, like believe in yourself. I Well, it's true, right? It's one of the things that you need to do, but it's not the only thing. Like mindset does not make you successful. Mindset is just the first step. And then you have six other steps I call, which is the craft of business, which you have to learn. Unfortunately, business is a craft and it's not just a dream and a mindset, right? That's true. true. Very quickly before you leave us, you've mentioned legacy once or twice. You've mentioned you don't know what's next. And you're also um, investing in other entrepreneurs. What kind of vision do you hope to Uh, be as your legacy? What would be your legacy, do you think? 
My legacy has nothing to do with business. It has, I don't know if you know my story, but I have an, a sister that has an incurable disease since I was eight years old, and I want to cure her. That's my legacy. Wow. That's what I'm working on. Amazing. Yeah. Is, do you mean you're um, investing money into the research, yeah. research behind it? Yeah. Amazing. And before we end the show, well, you've written a book as well, right? Yes. Tell I, us about that. Yeah, I wrote a book. I, it came out over a year ago now. It's called, I, well, it's in two languages, in German and in English. Um, it's called My Children Will Be Born Rich. And it sounds very provocative. It actually means how to win in capitalism and morality. So I consider rich people not only the winners in capitalism, but also the winners in morality. So how do you... raise children, once I have children, that don't only win in business, but also win in being a good human. Much needed. Much needed. <laughs> Best of luck with your legacy. And, Thank you. Um, all that's to come. And also, we're looking forward to the book of the seven crafts of business. Uh, when that comes out, I look forward to reading it. Thank you so much for your Thank time you. this morning. Um, truly insightful and an incredible, inspiring journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Guys, that is all we have time for in the Love of Dubai show this morning. We're back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Happy Onum. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.